0: The
1: Driven Women's Guide to Love, Life, and Business. Hosted by The Boss Ladies, Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss.
0: This episode is brought to you by Hume Supernatural. Hume is a gender-neutral, non-toxic plant and probiotics-based deodorant with 100% performance and 0% chemicals like no other on the market. I myself have spent years looking for the perfect deodorant and finally found a revolutionary deodorant, an alternative to antiperspirant that actually works and won't leave me with a sticky residue or stains on my clothes. Hume is completely free of all the junk, aluminum, parabens, triclosan, and toxins. And most importantly, they're vegan and cruelty-free. Use code GGB for 15% off of your order at humesupernatural.com. That's Hume, H-U-M-E, supernatural.com. Once you go supernatural, you'll never go back to normal. Jen's life ended up taking a one-way trip toward the adventure of a lifetime when she posted a Craigslist ad offering herself as a bridesmaid for hire to strangers around the world. The ad ended up going viral, and just three days later, she started her first business, Bridesmaids for Hire. Since Jen has penned three books, All of My Friends Are Engaged, Always a Bridesmaid for Hire, and Finally, The Bride, which document her extraordinary and unbelievable journey. Jen has also contributed to countless epic publications and has made appearances on Good Morning America, The Today Show, Access Hollywood, TLC, and The Tamron Hall Show. She's also been asked to speak on stages for audiences at South by Southwest. She's the first, HBO, Google, Wharton, School of Business, and Creativity Next. She's also the host of the podcast, You're Not Getting Any Younger, which helps listeners make big changes in their lives, starting with the small things. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. I'm Alex, and I'm here with... Gabby and we have a super special guest which we've been wanting to have for it's been over a year that we've been talking about it and the stars did not align but finally something happened in the universe and she is finally here with us today. Jen Glantz, welcome to Girls Gone Boss. How are you?
2: Oh my god, thank you so much for having me. I love that it's 2021 and this is a thing and we're doing it and I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, right? It's, we were talking about it, right? before Gabby, before you, you got on the call, we were actually talking about it, how we've been wanting to connect with her, and then we just never got the chance to. We wanted to try to do it in person, if we were going to be visiting New York, or if she was going to be coming here to Miami, or West Palm Beach, and it just stood in the line. Now, Jen is actually from Boca, so she's she's like our our, our, our somehow, Florida sister. Our Florida sister, thank you. So we knew that somehow we were going to finally connect and we made it happen. So welcome.
2: Thank you. There's such a cool bond with people from Florida. I feel like every time I meet someone from Florida, I'm like we're destined to be best friends. You know, especially in New York where there's people from all over and Florida has like a reputation. Yeah. I always love meeting a fellow Floridian. Yeah,
0: we're not all weird guys, okay? We're, we're, no. we're the, Hey, I'm like, from Miami. You. I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Jen, tell us how you came up with the idea of, um, and the Craigslist ad for Brightsmith for Hire because it's such an interesting story and I want you to take everybody way back to how it actually, y- you were talking to a friend and the inception of the idea came about.
2: You know, it's wild because it was a little bit of an accident, but it was such a blessing at the same time. A lot of my friends got engaged in their early 20s and I was always the bridesmaid. And then what happened was like distant friends. You know, we all have these friends who we hear from like once a year. People like that were asking me to be their bridesmaid. And I kept thinking to myself, like, this is wild. Go ask somebody else. And one night my roommate was like, yeah, Jen, they're asking you because you're good at it. You're like a professional. And this light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, if I could do this for people I'm barely friends with, why can't I do this for strangers? And I know it sounds crazy, but I had this calling to go on Craigslist and post an ad and offer my services to strangers as their hired bridesmaid. And the ad blew up. And within a couple of days, I started the business, I built a website, and I was getting on an airplane to work my first wedding as a hired bridesmaid for somebody in Maple Grove, Minnesota. What, what
0: exactly did that, the, 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 the duties in the very beginning, what did they entail as a bridesmaid for hire?
2: So in the ad, I made it funny. I was like, I'll be there to dance on the dance floor with your drunk cousin, and I will be there to help you pee in your wedding dress, and I'll be there to deal with all your family drama. And that's sort of what the, I, the whole business evolved into being. I simply say I'm the personal assistant, I'm the on-call therapist, I'm the social director, and I'm the peacekeeper. And that's really what I do. I step in as that hired friend, and I problem solve, I deal with drama, and I just make the person getting married feel a little bit better about this day. That is so cool.
1: Can I tell you, can I just like admit to everyone here on the podcast, I have been a bridesmaid for like, no lie, almost 18 times. So I might as well what? get paid by now.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> Gabby, I didn't know this about you.
1: Yes. Oh, Gabby, you're hired. You're hired. <laughs> yeah, I might as well get paid. I may need you to hire me as a professional bridesmaid. Yes, no lie. Um, my, I mean, think about it. All of my friends have started getting married since they were in their twenties. We're now fast forward, you know, only ten years, right? Just kidding. Yeah. Um, and they have all gotten married a million times. And thankfully, you know, they they. I have a lot of friends, so they include me in their weddings. I've been a maid of honor. I think once only, but the rest have been all bridesmaids. So this is so cool, but the, okay, but is it weird that when you get there, you don't know anybody or like, I mean, you have a very cool and bubbly personality, but how is it to meet the brides and the whole entire like family and not know anybody?
2: Yeah. You know, like that was the weirdest part. Like the first couple weddings, I'd get off the airplane and be like, where am I? What am I about to do? And the thing with my job is usually when I enter these weddings, they don't people are not happy to see me cuz like if the bride has other bridesmaids who are her real friends, nobody knows I'm hired but the bride. So these bridesmaids are like, "Who is this girl and where has she been and why is she here?" and make my job really hard, because the bride obviously favors me, the hired bridesmaid over her friends who are not capable of really being there. So you're always walking into an awkward dynamic. You're always walking into a challenging situation. And frankly, you're always walking into a bit of a mess but I have a timer on. And when that timer goes off, I leave, I leave the wedding. I leave these people and I never see them again. So to me, that's what I look at it as is like, look, it's temporary. And I'm used to walking into situations where people are just not going to like me, but I'm getting paid to be there.
0: But John, honestly, like uh, it, it, being a bridesmaid so many times, whether it's for hire or not, bridesmaids are savages sometimes.
1: Oh right? my
2: God. Nobody talks about this, but like, I see it all the time. Bridesmaids who make the wedding about themselves. Yes, Like they'll get their hair done and they'll be like, this is horrible. I need to redo it. And they have to walk down the aisle in five minutes, but they make a scene. And I think, you know, the secret of being a good bridesmaid is being a good friend and being a good friend means sometimes putting other people in front of you being selfless. And a lot of people don't realize that like they make the wedding about them and it's not about you.
0: I 100% agree. So I'm going to tell you a little story. So back in the day, I was a very sought out wedding planner before I started podcasting on the side. And I've done hundreds of weddings. And I I, I wish I wish I would have had you as one of the bridesmaids for the weddings that I've done, because I understand I get it. I've seen I've seen so much cattiness And it makes me so sad sometimes to see how mean these bridesmaids are to the bride and their own friend and how they do put themselves first. They think it's about them and it's not about them. Nobody cares.
2: I think one thing and my big thing is like exposing the truth about weddings and friendship and bridesmaids. Like I think one thing people think is like being a bridesmaid is an honor, but it's also so stressful and expensive and you don't really know what you're doing half the time. And then being a bride is equally as stressful in different ways. So that dynamic is so rough. And like so many people I was a bridesmaid for my friends, like we're hardly friends anymore. And a lot of the tension really started to brew in the wedding time. So I think the idea of a bridesmaid, while it is my business, I think it's going to start to dwindle down because people are starting to realize like, Hey, I can't put this on my friends. I got to hire a wedding planner to do the actual work I'm asking my friends to do. And, you know, I think people are starting to realize that.
0: So today as your business has been evolving, what are some of the things that they that they ask of you? Because I'm sure that from the very beginning, the very first ad that you ever did to today has completely evolved.
2: Yeah. So I'm six years into business. I've worked hundreds of weddings for people all over the country. And The needs are still the same, but the situations are always different. So, you know, two types of people hire me. There's the person who doesn't have any close friends and I'm their only person. And in those situations, they'll hire me or they'll ask me to bring a team of people. But then you have the person who has friends, but the friends are a mess or they know that it's going to be drama. And they just want someone there to sort of be that middle person and manage it. Those are the two main requests I get. Sometimes I'm hired by the mother of the bride or I'm hired by the groom because they just need someone to step in and just be there for the person. But usually those are the two situations is the no friends or the too many friends and the friends are just mess. Hey, I have a
1: question, Jen. H- have you thought of diversifying your business and adding also the concept of hiring somebody to go to a wedding with you, like a wedding date? Cause I probably would need that. Like fun people,
0: right? Like fun people to be at your wedding to make get the party started. Some like you go
2: to a, a wedding. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I love that idea. I'm gonna need help with it. So you're the first person I'm gonna turn to. But it is, I mean, it's smart. It's like sometimes you want to have fun at a wedding, but you're single and you're like, I just want someone to have fun with. Like I like to dance. I want someone to dance with me. That's not a bad idea. It's no, I'm telling no. you
1: because I think there was a movie that that happened that she hired someone. Yeah, it's to called go the, to wedding the wedding. Yeah,
2: yeah, but it's good. But we could re- we could do it in real life. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, I think you would have a lot of business with that too because sometimes you know, let's say you're like the only single one, and everyone's gonna bring their date. Like maybe you just need a hot guy to go with you. You know, totally.
2: Or your ex is gonna be there. Or like oh my you God, know, yeah. Yes, exactly. Your ex is gonna Amen. be there. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So like,
0: uh, or just somebody to get the party started, you know, cause sometimes a lot of people, they, they're, if their parents are paying for the wedding, there's going to be a lot of older people at the wedding and you can't invite as many friends. And then you need somebody to get out there in the dance floor, make everyone feel yeah. welcome fun. Right. So they're, yeah, when you're hired, you obviously can't disclose to anybody mm-hmm. that you were hired that you're a paid bridesmaid. Correct. Yep. Is that how it works? You just keep it on the deal.
2: Yeah. So I'd say like 85% of the time when the person hires me, they don't tell anybody else, not even the person they're marrying. So they'll have me as the bridesmaid. I'll have a fake name, a fake backstory of how I know them. And my job is to make sure no one finds out, which can be tricky sometimes, of course, but that's what I step in to do. And it's hard because you're living a different identity. There's been some weeks in my life where I've had four wedding weekend and I'm like all these different people and it's exhausting. So that's sort of like the interesting. Aspect of the job.
0: I can only imagine, and how how now with COVID, a lot of weddings have gotten postponed or canceled. How has it affected your business, and where do you see you know it evolving to from a wedding perspective in the industry?
2: You know, I think when I started my business six years ago, I knew that I was like I was disrupting the wedding industry, and you know, I'm in like the rental market, and the rental market was disrupting the wedding industry from renting bridesmaid dresses to renting flowers, like. So I always knew that this whole wedding bubble was going to burst. And COVID really made that happen. So I wasn't prepared for it to happen, but I knew it was going to. And that made it easier to shift and change and adapt. And what I found was people were still going to get married, but they needed someone to step in and help them with that. Not really plan it, but be there for like emotional support or do Zoom weddings, be that person for them. I've even done some in-person, socially distant weddings that were just bizarre, but people are still getting married. So there's still needs. It's just those needs are changing. And a lot of what I'm pivoting to is starting to think about offering more like digital type of products for help for people who just need help and advice and someone to be there. So it's interesting because I wasn't ready for this change to happen, but I always knew that this wedding bubble was going to burst and I'm glad it did. I'm glad it did.
0: No. And and now you're prepared and you're ready and you know exactly what it is that you need to do. So that's now, now you're engaged Yeah. and (laughs) your wedding ended up having to be postponed as well, right?
2: Yeah. Which makes it so interesting because now I had to like shift my business, but also I was now my customer and I was like, wow, this is like way too close to home. But yeah, we had a wedding plan in in Florida, in Delray Beach, Florida for October 17th of last year. Now we had to cancel and uh, try to replan, but it's been so interesting because I never knew what I wanted for my own wedding. I never cared. So when I was tasked with planning it, I found it overwhelming. I made every mistake. I ended up inviting people who I could care less about. So a part of me, while I was really sad it got canceled, I felt like it was like a good slap in the face to be like, what were you thinking? You know? Yeah. So that but, was like the only positive. Okay,
0: but you're, you're leaving something out, which is finally the bride, which is <laughs> insane that you would even consider doing this. You want to tell everybody what finally the bride is?
2: Yes, after I got engaged, I was like, I was so depressed. I was so overwhelmed because when you, no one tells you this, but when you get engaged, people shift the questions from when are you getting married to when's the wedding? And are you having a baby? Like, and I was like, everyone needs to calm down. I just got engaged and I freaked out and was like, I can't, I can't do this. And also I felt like strangers have let me into their wedding. Why not let them into mine? So secretly I built a website, finally the bride where I put up all these questions that people can vote on. And then I sat my fiance down and I was like, look, I'm going to let strangers vote on our wedding. And he was like, I don't, I don't agree with that, but like, okay. So I put it out there and over the past year, strangers have helped me plan the wedding, cancel the wedding, and now figure out what to do next. And it's been cool because I'm also writing a book that I'm releasing chapter by chapter called Finally the Bride. And inside that book, I'm trying to shine a light and expose the truths about getting engaged, which is that, it's an emotional roller coaster you piss people off and then it tests your relationship with your fiance so we've done things like go to a marriage therapist a divorce lawyer a finance person to talk about all of these topics that nobody ever talks about that are so taboo but are so important for an engaged couple so it's become like this this multifaceted experience of millions of strangers voting on our wedding and being so involved it's also me trying to be like, hey, you know, when you get married, like here's what actually changes. And it's a lot.
0: It, it, what's really good about that is that it's some of the things that you mentioned that it really tests your relationship and you having people are voting on you going to marriage therapy and all these things, divorce lawyers just to discuss prenups or anything that it is that's actually bringing you and your fiance way closer together. So it's actually a blessing because yeah. you're having those is- tough conversations that people don't ever have.
2: Totally. And at first he's like divorce lawyer. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. why? And I'm like, just listen to me. Cause like, I want to know, like, should we talk about what we want to protect in case this doesn't end? You know, like, I want to be honest about it. Or like a marriage therapist. He's like, why we're fine. But I'm like, no, like we've been together five years. You think we're fine, but what should we be thinking about? So I think because look, I'm in business just like you were, I mean, you see a lot of things happen at weddings. You see a lot of weddings not work out To me, it's not that I'm scared, I'm choosing the wrong person. It's just that I wanna know like what is gonna happen and like, can we prepare ourselves? And most people don't know like what legally and financially changes when you get married. And I don't think you should be allowed to get married until you know that because it impacts you for the rest of your life.
1: Absolutely true. So true. That's why I'm like, "Mm, we have to really take our time with that decision.
2: Yes. And also be smart about it. Like as a, as a woman, a lot of women don't know like what changes financially, or they don't know what they, they need to protect. And as an entrepreneur in some States, like when you get married, your business is not split. If you get divorced, like there's some things that as women, we need to look into, even though they're awkward conversations or they're taboo, or your friends don't talk about it. Like you need to do yourself a favor and empower yourself to know this because you don't ever want it to harm you in the future. Knowledge
0: is power. So true. So, have you actually kept in touch with any of your clients? Have you become friends with any of them? Is that awkward, yeah. actually? I don't know. Is it awkward?
2: You know, I'm still friends with the first bride that ever hired me, Ashley from Minnesota. We've seen each other throughout the year. She visited New York and we became pandemic pen pals. So we've kept in touch. And I owe a lot to her because she was the first person who took a chance on me as a stranger. So I, and I'm like, I adore her. And that's sort of the story with not all of my clients, but some of them where I'm like, Hey, like we would never have met in real life, but I love you. Like I want to be your friend. And then there's a lot of people who are like we're hiring you for a job and we're done after because they don't want anyone in their life to know. So, you know, it's it's hard because you go to these weddings, you feel so involved and then you walk out the door and you walk out on a relationship and whether or not it was fake, like it's still weird, it's still painful. So, over the years there's been some people I've kept in touch with, but most of them I never see again.
0: And what about have you ever run into like people that were part of the bridal party or just in general or they've recognized you on TV or has that ever happened to you? And they're like, hey, you kind of fooled us or anything like that
2: you know, it's never happened that way, but I've had people who are like, Hey, you look familiar. And I'm like, Oh my God. So do you like, did you go to sleepaway camp at blah, blah, blah. So like you become really good at playing the game, but it's interesting. Cause like while I am that hired bridesmaid, no one is suspicious of it. It's not like anyone would really know. Plus I'm still a real bridesmaid for a lot of my friends. So it's like, how are you really going to know? True. I've never had someone look at me and, and recognize me, but I've had people be like, you look like familiar, you know?
0: That is so true because you're, you're, you made such a great point. Yeah. You're still a bridesmaid to all of your friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: funny. Um, yep. wh- tell me about all the dresses. What do you do with all those bridesmaids dresses? Do you have one of those oh like my 27 God. dress closets? Is that what you have in your house?
2: it's so funny because I live in New York and I've like moved around a lot. We don't have room for anything. Like every little space of this apartment is prime real estate. So I have them in like garbage bags that I stuff in my closet, but I've, I've had like hundreds of dresses. So over the years I've given them to friends, I've donated them to different nonprofits and I keep like a select few that have like a good story. But I mean, most of them I would never wear again, you know, but I have way more dresses than Catherine Heigl in 27 dresses.
0: Sure. What's, um, what's your weirdest client request thus far? Or the, like just the weirdest wedding you've ever been to. Because one time I did a wedding and the whole theme was Nintendo 64 and they walked on the aisle to Mario Brother, Mario Brother card <laughs> song. And it was so bizarre. I'm sure you have a lot of stories like that as well.
2: I had one, the one like that's similar to that is she wanted to do a Doctor Who themed wedding. I don't know anything about Doctor Who, but she had like, the Doctor Who like robot thing at her wedding. And she like wanted to have all these quotes and her vows from the show. I had to like research it. So I've had like weird themes, but you know, I think some of the hardest weddings and maybe you've experienced this too, are the weddings where, They have cold feet and they want to back out. And that actually happens. It's happened to me quite a lot. So those are the weddings where I'm like, okay, like, you know, these are challenging situations and you sort of have to deal with it. But cold feet is real. And I also think it's nothing to be ashamed of. I think what happens is like the engagement process is filled with so much energy and emotion. And then you get to like the diving board. And before you jump, you're like, oh my God. And people realize that and they back out last minute. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: Tips for being the greatest of all time bridesmaid. You gotta have a few yes, tips. we are
2: <laughs> supportive. I think, yeah, I think being a good friend, but I also think saying no. Because like a huge thing that happens with bridesmaids is you begin to resent the bride because you don't speak up for yourself and you think you have to say yes to everything. But in friendship, you say no all the time. Like Nothing changes just because you're a bridesmaid. So I think it's important to say no. I mean, right now with people who are planning pandemic weddings, their friends might not feel comfortable doing a lot of the requests they're being given. Say no. Speak up. Don't hold it in. So I do think like, yeah, be a good friend, try to be there for the person, but also like know your boundaries and know your boundaries before you become a bridesmaid or else it's harder to know what you're okay with. Yeah, you know,
1: I have to, sorry, I had to say that because I've been a bridesmaid so long, so many times, um, at first being young, like a young girl being asked to be a bridesmaid, I mean, I was a bridesmaid to like my sister, you know, I didn't really know my role in it. Or like what I was supposed to do. I know like now, like when I was a maid of honor, obviously, the, I think the maid of honor has to do the bridal shower, they have to do the bachelorette party, and then the bridesmaid have to like, all pitch in. So there's like that, I guess, unspoken rules of being bridesmaids or part of the bridesmaid party that and then sometimes that can get very pricey,
2: Right beyond and like you know being a bridesmaid in your 20s especially like your early 20s, who has that kind of money you know like I was spending so much on on these weddings that I couldn't even afford like my real life and I think a big problem was just like you said the lack of knowledge that so you think you have to pay for all these things but there's no bridesmaid contract where you're like you must contribute to this this and this. So I think when you go into saying yes to being a bridesmaid it's perfectly okay to be like yeah, I am so into doing this for you. I, this is how much I can spend on these things. And I hope that's cool. I love you. I just, I can't spend any more than this. For example, like, I don't know anybody who should be spending $300 on a bridesmaid dress. Like I don't have any dresses in my life that are $300, but I got plenty of bridesmaid dresses that are $300. Right. So I think like establishing boundaries for yourself and communicating that. And if your friend's not cool with it, well then like there's an issue there and you sort of need to bring that to the surface. Yeah.
1: So true. So actually,
0: so my best friend and I, we both got married three months apart and we all, we have the same group of friends uh, and we talked about it. We're like, man, that's not fair to them. We know it's going to get pricey. So what we worked out was that we did a joint bachelorette and we used the exact same bridesmaids dresses. So the only thing that her and I did, luckily we were the same size, her and I swapped the same one dress and then all the girls got to wear their dresses to her wedding and my wedding. And it was perfect. And we we also split a lot of like our jewelry, our shoes. Oh, that's cute, Alex. Yeah, I didn't know Jan, that. Yeah, me and Jan, we we worked it out that way because it, yeah, it it, it's, it takes a yeah, it takes a hit. In but the you're pocket. a good
2: person. You're a good person. You know, and like that allows your friends to be like, I love this even more. I'm in this even more, and not sitting back being like, I can't afford this. But I don't know how to say that. You know?
0: Yeah, but that comes from experience. Because I yeah. being in the industry, I would see it and I would know. But I think that if yeah. I wasn't in the industry and as a first-time bride, I wouldn't have that knowledge or know. Yeah. And I would just want
2: my own thing. You know what I mean? Totally. So totally. That's what yeah. it is. The so, wedding industry is such... It, it's so misleading. And it capitalizes on you not knowing. And it's so bad because people spend so much money, you know? Yeah,
0: for <laughs>
1: yeah, one but, day.
2: But listen, Jen, you... Okay, this
1: idea sparked in your mind just because you saw a void, right? But mm-hmm. anybody talking to you probably were like, whoa, that's a crazy idea. But all of us, even people listening today, have a crazy idea like that, and then you made it into a business. Mm-hmm. So can you give us some advice on, you know, for someone that's trying to maybe grow um, a, you know into a full-time job like, whoa, this is your business? but make it like as successful as you did from your crazy idea to like fruition. I yeah, love to yeah. hear that.
2: You know, one of the things I will say is stop telling people your idea because everyone in your life is going to talk you out of it. If I would have told anybody that I was going to be a bridesmaid for hire, I wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you. Everybody would have stopped me. Stop telling people your idea. Next, take your idea and figure out how to start it now. Don't wait for a month. Don't wait for a year. There's never going to be the right time. You're never going to be smart enough, ready enough, whatever enough. Start now. And what I mean by start now is research. Start now by looking up other companies, learning how to make a business plan, learning how to scale and grow, finding a free business mentor, like start the research because that takes forever. And the last thing I would say is surround yourself with other women entrepreneurs because this is a lonely game that we're playing here. When you start a business and nobody in your life is doing anything like that, you're going to feel like the odd person out. You're going to feel super lonely and you're also not going to have anybody to support you. Your friends and family are great great but if they've never had a side hustle or they've never had anything like what you're trying to do they don't know how to be there for you so find yourself an awesome community of women entrepreneurs to bounce ideas off of and network with that will be a game changer for you
0: great advice i love that
2: i love that another thing are you do you have staff, staff
1: under you or like is it just you and then you kind of like hire like you know
2: independent contractors or how does it work So when I started the business, I was like, yeah, I should maybe like hire other people to be bridesmaids. And over six years, I've had over 100,000 people apply to work for me. And over the years, I've hired independent contractors. I've had some people work a lot of weddings for me. Some people never work for me after one wedding. So I do have a staff of people who will work weddings with me or for me, but I also found a way to take those 100,000 people and turn them into an audience because a lot of those people wanted to learn how to start a business. So one of the things I started, was a training program to teach people how to make a standout business. And that allowed these people who I couldn't hire to take something and empower them to do something on their own. So that was, I thought was a cool way of not just throwing out these people who I couldn't hire. Cause I can't hire a hundred thousand, but I could hire five.
1: And it's another, Yeah, go ahead, Gabby. No, I was going to say that the, I couldn't imagine you not having people supporting you because the demand was be so high, you know, especially, you know, But how are you navigating? Now I started to think, how are you navigating this through the pandemic? Because now, like, obviously, weddings have changed and there's like the COVID scares, and you have to show up and fly. Like, are you being part of virtual weddings now?
2: Yeah. So, a lot of what we've done over the year are a lot of virtual weddings, but also a lot of just like coaching, like people who are like, I just need someone who I'm not related to to help me figure out what to do. And I have done some in-person, socially distant weddings, not a ton, but it, some of them in person that were pretty small. But, you know, I am hopeful that this year, hopefully weddings will get a little bit more back to normal, but it's definitely been a big change. Another
1: thing that just I just thought about, when you show up to the weddings, do you have to pretend you're like one of their cousins or like, are you just like, oh,
2: you know, I'm here because she hired me? Yeah, I have to have a fake backstory of like, Oh, yeah, I know her from grad school. Or yeah, I went to the same high school. Or I know her from work. Yeah, we share like a cubicle divider thing. So yeah, you have a backstory, you have to know your stuff, because people will ask you questions like, Oh, where did you live in that town? And you have to be like, I lived on Franklin Street, you know, like, you have to know your stuff. So there's a bit of research, there's a bit of practice that goes into it. And you just got to be really good at changing the conversation to them. did you are you an aspiring actress because that's a lot of acting you know I'm not but I think like I'm just naturally good at deflecting so even in my in my real life I never talk about myself so people start to question me like oh what are you up to I'll be like nothing you so I'm like really this is odd but I'm like really shy in person and I'm really good at changing the conversation
1: what sign are you that's definitely next we love signs around here what sign are
2: you I, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait.
2: Can Let's you guess? Let's try to guess. Yes. I am 100% sign. Like I, I okay, this okay, is like, okay. I, Gabby, uh, Alex, no, 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 no,
0: first. no, no. Yes, I'm going to go first because Gabby for some reason has been getting them right. Every <laughs> single episode that we do, she gets it right and I don't even know how. And here's the thing also, I, I obviously Googled Jen, but I don't remember your birthday. So it's not okay. like I'm cheating. Okay. I think that you're either a Taurus or a Virgo. Mm.
1: Hmm. No, neither. Damn. Um, Okay, Gabby. Gabby's going to say Capricorn watch. No, 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 no. She could be a Capricorn, though. Yes, she could be. But no, you're giving me Sag vibes, Sagittarius. And you know what? Maybe. Oh, it's not Sagittarius. Okay, okay, okay. One
2: more, one more. You're so close, though, because you're naming signs that are, like, friendship she, signs.
0: Hold on. She's close because shes we've already mentioned, like, 8 out of the 12 zodiacs. So that's why we're close.
2: <laughs> no, you've only said Capricorn and hey, Taurus. And I'm and so Virgo. sad. I'm and sad Virgo. that you can't guess because I'm so proud of my sign, and I feel like I'm a true. Okay,
1: Capricorn.
2: No, I'm an Aries. I'm an Aries.
1: Aries. Oh, I knew it. I sh- should have said oh, her. Yes. You were,
0: why did you say Taurus, Alex? I, you know, why I'm so bad at this right now. I don't know because I, her personality, she reminds yeah. me of my brother. So that, and you. Mm. So that's why I, I said Taurus. Yeah,
2: you have a very great
1: personality. So I would have gone with Taurus too. My
2: fiance is a Taurus. So we're close. It's like close, you know, but I'm an April Fool's Day birthday and I am like the truest Aries you will ever meet, which is what every Aries says. But I'm like, me and Aries. But,
1: but Aries are also very tough and hard headed. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and moody yeah which is
1: fine you know i'm, I'm a Taurus. i own some of those too
2: no literally that is me to the t like i am the stubbornest person you will ever meet i love to be in the spotlight sort of i'm always right like i am like i'm really hard to be around because i am a true aries for sure
1: i love it so glad i didn't get it this time but you know <laughs> i think you th- you threw me off alex and you're like she's
0: <laughs> sorry. i'm sorry okay gabby there's one more thing that i want to tell you that jen has not mentioned but i just want to tell you because i know that you're gonna think this is crazy but what jen does not drink when she's on the job oh. she will not mm. she's sober the whole time which i don't know how she does it Be- because if
1: not she'll forget she lives on franklin street <laughs>
2: Hello. But you know what? Like I feel like because it's like my job, I feel like I feel like you can't drink on your job sometimes. I don't know in the pandemic what people are doing, but I just felt like it was a good boundary. But oftentimes like I don't tell people necessarily I won't drink. So I'll like have the cup. I'm really good about like fake drinking. But yeah, that's like, a, you know what? You start to see situations in a whole new light and you learn about people in a whole new light when you're the only sober one. It's been fascinating. Oh,
0: sure. <laughs> so <laughs> you should write a book about it. <laughs> you
2: have. People are fascinating when they're like two and a half drinks in and that change starts to happen and you're just like, whoa, you know? Yeah.
1: So I want to know, what's, what. where do you see yourself in the next couple of years coming up? Like, I feel like you're so in your purpose and you're so living, like, passionately. I could just tell by the way you talk about it. And it has to be super exciting to to meet people and go and make people happy and, and also, like, kind of, like, live, like, a different person's lives every other day, you know? And um, yeah. so where do you see yourself? Like, what would be next for you on you the know, business always, side?
2: Yeah, I think, like my what I've always wanted to do I'm somehow going to continue to do it it's just in different forms like ever since I was a kid there were two things I just knew I was meant to do one of them is write like I've been writing since I was four years old I feel like I was born to be a writer and number two like I've always had this feeling of like wanting to be like a motivational person or speaker or like Helper to people, and these are two themes, I think I've carried out with everything I've done, just in different forms. So I don't really know what I'm going to do next, but I know it'll combine those two things, like my love of writing, my love of words, storytelling, and then like my love of strangers and helping people. Those are just two purposes that I just feel like are embedded in who I am, and I can't get away. from them. I don't want to get away from them.
1: I love it. I really do because
2: it's it's such a difference when you are living
1: like in your purpose and you're doing what you love and you can tell with you. So I'm excited for what's next for you. And anybody listening that may need a bridesmaid, remember you can get her virtually too. (laughs) She'll be there for you. Do you go like overseas and like, you know, or keep it just here domestic?
2: I've never had a wedding out of the country, but I've had a lot of people from other countries get married here and hire me, but I'm willing to go anywhere. So (laughs) I would love to go anywhere. You heard it
1: first. Anybody out there? Because you know what? Sometimes it is drama. Sometimes you may have like a thousand best friends and you don't want to have a thousand bridesmaids, but you don't want to leave anybody out. So maybe this is a good choice for you to just be like, you know what? I don't have to worry about that. I can just get my cousin from Franklin Street.
2: (laughs) That is my go-to persona of 2021. I love it.
1: (laughs) Jen,
0: tell us about your three books.
2: So my first book is called All My Friends Are Engaged. And it's short stories about dating in New York and my mom running my dating account and all my friends getting married. My second book is Always a Bridesmaid for Hire, which is about me being a bridesmaid for hire, how I started it, and also just some crazy stories at weddings. And my third book is Finally the Bride, which is about me trying to get married in a pandemic. So all these are nonfiction humor books. Two of them are available on Amazon. And Finally the Bride is available at finallythebride.com. I love that. Nonfiction humor. Yep. That's, that's what I like to do is sort of talk about what's happening in the world and my life with like a twist of like, let's just laugh about this.
1: I love that. Any advice, any advice to like a future bride or just an entrepreneur out there trying to like lift and just kind of get rid of all that fear and start their business?
2: I would say that when you feel like you have fear, when you feel like an imposter, there's something inside of you that's telling you that you're ready but maybe you don't see that. So when you feel all these things and you're scared, know that that's just a part of being ready. And when people think of being ready, they think of it as being like, I'm so courageous, like I feel great. But being ready is a mix of emotion. So ride that out and just get started. I mean, you're not getting any younger. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and start that business. If it fails, awesome. You'll chalk it up as a funny story in the future. You know, I think even for myself, I talk about my successes all the time, but like I've had so many failures, so many things that never worked out. That's just part of the journey and the adventure and you got to go through it.
1: I love that. Amen. So, yeah, yeah. I like that. So, where, where can, can people? Uh-huh. Yeah, you <laughs> beat me to it, girl. I'm sorry, where <laughs> go can, ahead. Where
0: can everyone keep up with you?
2: Awesome. You can find me on my website, genglance.com, on Instagram, at GenGlance, And my podcast is You're Not Getting Any Younger. It's available where all the other pods are available.
1: Oh, my God. Awesome. We would love to be on your podcast.
2: Yes. <laughs> I would love that. I'm, like, writing that down for 2021 oh, goals. Yay. Well, thank you. This yay. is a joy.
1: Uh, this is awesome. I hope everyone enjoyed um, all of this and that people really use your services because I'm sure there's plenty of brides to be listening. So thank you so much. Thank yes, you for having you. me. And since we're not
0: paying you, you have to stay friends with us.
2: Okay, I would honestly love that. I need more Florida friends in my life. Seriously,
1: <laughs> we're here. We're here whenever you're down here.
2: Thank I you so it. much. Thank Thanks,
1: you. everybody, for listening. And until next time. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.